The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I am half asleep today, so I'm just going to leave the whole damn show to my co-host, host of the militant moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Right, and I'm completely off my meds, so yeah, no, this will this this will be a good show today. We're hmm. screwed. Actually, mm-hmm. it will be it will be a really good show today. We have Dr. Russ back on, and I think everyone was watching Dr. Phil because all of the write-ins, like we've got hundreds of write-ins about this jelly juice crap, and it mm-hmm. is crap. I'm just being clear; it's absolute garbage that people saw on Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil tried to debunk this this crazy woman, and so then these people write in to us, and they're like, "Hey." Can you ask Dr. Russ about this? I'm like, really? Cool. Doc, you know, Dr. Phil's people already said it was stupid, but I'm going to get some backup from Dr. Russ because you're idiots. Jelly um, juice? Yeah, I'm sure. We'll, we'll talk about it when Dr. Russ comes on. And we have Rebecca Black, the singer of Friday, coming on the show. Um, she's turned into a social media personality, and I got to say, she got a whole bunch of slack for that song Friday. I actually liked it. So I'm just giving everyone the middle finger, meh. Um, I thought it was cute. And we have a bunch of write-ins, of course, about what happened on Roseanne and with (laughs) Roseanne. Yeah. Oh, God. (sighs) One of of the questions we keep getting asked is how do you cancel a popular show? Um, From somebody that's done stuff like that, it's really freaking easy, people. (laughs) Yeah, that was the head of the network that just said, you know, make it so. Poof. Yep. And it's not... Caesar, thumbs up, thumbs down, and there she goes. Well, there's more to it than that. It's not about one tweet. So in Roseanne's case, the tweet was not good, but she's said much worse, which is wherein lies the problem. Part of her contract was that she had to quiet it down on Twitter. Uh, She had to stop with the rhetoric. She had to stop if she was going to do this show. She's got a bunch – she's really – yeah, she's gotten very Alex Jonesy, for lack of a better phrase, in a lot of her stuff. I mean, well, this la- the one that that the straw, that was just racist, you know. Well, I think people don't realize it's the straw. They're trying to say, well, it's one tweet, and they're not realizing that exa- it's very much Alex Jonesy. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think she realizes Alex Jones is a character as much as Stephen Colbert was on the Colbert Report. Like, if you actually talk to Alex Jones, he isn't like that. Sorry well, to debunk it, people. Um, right, but he's in he, it for the money. <laughs> yeah, he also mentioned, you know, I think it was during his uh, uh, divorce, uh, he, he said in front of a judge that, yeah, what I do is a character, you know? Yeah. Well, he also They're talks about the frogs gay, children. You know, Jesus Yeah, for turn, oh, frogs oh. turning people gay oh. and children getting shot were just actors. Right, like, right, right. Really yeah. some bullshit stuff, but yeah. she's into it. Cool, that's her prerogative. Um, but people don't realize one of the things, and it's a really big deal, uh, you sign when you get involved with with these shows is you can't do things like that. Yeah. You can't say things like that. And the point of Roseanne 
And the way they did it was brilliant. It was a wonderful cross-section. Um, if you looked at the end, even the end episode, Dan was talking about hiring um, illegal immigrants because he couldn't afford to hire his own crew. Not necessarily illegal immigrants because I watched the episode. It was like non-union, non, non-union. Non no, no, no. He said illegals. It was mentioned, yeah. Mm. It was it it was it was they it was illegals and non-union workers and mm. the reason he went into illegals is he said they they're desperate they work for nothing mm. and the only way I can keep my head above water because I'm desperate is mm. to hire them and it was it was a really big thing, um, and looking at Darlene working in a casino with her degree, right? You got to look at. Oh, you also had the uh, the son who was uh, becoming somewhat a bit of a uh, uh, like to dress up in women's clothing. You had a multiracial DJ having a multiracial family and possibly suffering Roseanne PTSD. Popping, yeah, you know you have Roseanne popping pills. Mm-hmm. He wanted to re up, which means re enlist, and they wouldn't take him because of his PTSD. Sure. So it's really it's really hard. There's a, it's it's it was a it was going in a wonderful direction. I mean, even the the one episode that Christopher Lloyd's had a uh, had a ca- had a cameo on. He playing, did. Where we find out that that the uh, the uh, uh, the current demographic that is getting the most cases of venereal disease these days are senior citizens. Senior. Yep. Now Roseanne was a great show. We've gotten into this, and people are saying, well. You know, it was really the center of their lineup. We have something in the industry, and it happens every year. It's where we take all the shows and talk to all the advertisers, and you buy blocks around these shows. And Roseanne was going to be their cornerstone. It was their block. Mm-hmm. But you'll have to remember, this is ABC. This is a Disney channel. Right. It belongs to Disney. And Disney, believe it or not, is somewhere in the middle. You're not talking about, like, CBS, which is pretty freaking liberal. Um, Disney likes a very middle ground. It'll go conservative. It'll go liberal. It won't go racist. And Roseanne right. went in with a warning in the very beginning. No more. Because she's been doing this for a really long time. And of all people to come to her defense, I found it interesting. It was her ex-husband, Tom Arnold. And he wasn't defending uh, what she said. Yeah, that was kind of like a backhanded defense. You no, know, well, basically out laying out that she's today. nuts. That but he came nuts. out. He he came out again today and was saying it. Mm-hmm. And he was saying it's not fair to get on her. You knew she was like this when you hired her. Right. She is mentally ill. Mm-hmm. She's been public about being mentally ill. Um. You know. So so for those wondering, the biggest reason and one of the biggest reasons she got canned and this show got canned is because she had a deal that said she wouldn't do this because she's done this a lot in the past. She's always been a very yeah, um, polarized. As, is it a morality's clause? Morals clause? Morality's yeah, clause? Actually, yeah, it's a so, it's a morality's clause, but it's a social media clause. Even <clears> I find them, there is a social media clause now. You want your program done? You're signing a social media clause, and it it lays out what you can and can't say, and comparing people to monkeys. That's in yep. there. <laughs> like, not it may not be specifically in there. Pretty fucking clear. Who do you think? Now, I mean, I, uh, I know. Rosie, like, I Rosie, Rosie, I love you, like, but good Lord. I don't care if you don't like her. I, the woman she was ragging on, I don't happen to like. Not the point. 
she was allowed to have, and she got more than most, she was allowed to have a political voice because actors have gotten so entrenched in politics, they'll actually mm -hmm. tell them a part of your social media cause no politics. She was given more leeway than anyone else. Well, she had, she needed it. <laughs> what see, else could I do? Think, see, I think the opposite. I would have tightened down on her more than anyone else because I know she'd break the clause. Yeah, I would have slapped the Twitter out of her hand, but, you know, there's... I'm sorry, I wouldn't have taken the Twitter. I just would have said, I would have made that clause so tight that the first time she put a toe out of line, she got the warning and the scare from hell, so this didn't happen. Yeah. But what we're missing is 200 people lost their jobs, their livelihood, and can't feed their family because she couldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah, there's that. And uh, that's the human cost of that level of stupidity. Yeah, I still think it's a little bit of an overreaction because, again, we know she's she's schizophrenic. We know she's I, got mental issues, I, and we're I, ragging on her for her mental issues. She's obviously not taking her medication correctly. But if she can't be trusted to follow it, she can't be trusted on set. You have to remember, if, and she's admitting she's not taking her meds. Mm. That was one of her defenses. Then it was Ambi, and then she went through a whole list trying to make it better. Well, she's probably on a host of medications. I mean, I'm on a host of medications, and, well, I know, you know, I'm not I, the I, most normal person in the world. but I, I get that, but for me, if I was looking at the situation, I would have pulled the show, too. I would have cried and vomited in my trash can a lot, but I either would have pulled the show or I would have killed Roseanne's character. Hear me out here. Mm. this is the beginning it's only just come back on she's already gone way out there right. the lead writer Wanda Sykes quit the show over it mm. um, she's already had other writers quit and leave she's yeah. already doing what she did um, by season 9 Roseanne they couldn't have interns on sets because she treated them so badly like if you do some research into Roseanne's behavior yeah, that last so season vile. or two just went off the rails too. So yeah, she she's been so vile that they've always had to have these blocks up. Well, with social media, you can't have these blocks. So once you start to see cracks, you have to bail. You have to. And I think the smartest thing would have been if it was me, I wouldn't have killed the show Roseanne. I would have killed Roseanne. And I would have had Laurie Metcalf and John Goodman working through to keep the family together. I would have mm. done an entire season grieving Roseanne, looking back at the life of yeah. Roseanne, looking yeah. at the grandkids, bring the entire group, like bring the entire audience mm. on an emotional journey. And it's not like this hasn't happened before. Yeah. Uh, back in the 80s, there was a show called Valerie, centered around Valerie Harper. I can't remember the specifics, but I think she was like a contract thing, thing where she was like, well, how can they fire me? My name's on the show. Well, they fired her, retitled it, The Hogan Family, and now Jason Bateman is a household name. So, you know, there we go. I, I wouldn't have changed the name. I would have kept it Roseanne. Because uh, I made it in about that case, this is, this is Yeah, this is, a new, this is a new one. I personally, I would, if... Uh, if Jarrett accepted her apology, I would continue the show on, but I would make Roseanne donate half her salary to like the United Negro College Fund or the NAACP. I, I agree, but I'd also cut her her visual her visibility in the show but way the fuck back. Oh yeah. I would have I would have Darlene miraculously get pregnant. Not Darlene. I would have Becky miraculously get pregnant. Have a little girl name it Roseanne after the grandmother and kill her off. 
and focus on John Goodman. I'm not kidding. Focus on John. You can't. You're telling me John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf can't carry any fucking thing they decide to. No, 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 no. I mean, come on. Laurie just got an Oscar nomination. You know, she's she's incredible. And mm-hmm. you know, one of the things they talked about early in season two. This information was courtesy, actually, of Scott Haskin, the one that does our beautiful music, where uh, we feel like we're going into an epic battle at the beginning of the show. The mm-hmm. composer Scott Haskin uh, was talking to me yesterday, and one of the things he said was there was uh, an entire arc way back when that if uh, Dan hadn't married Roseanne, he would have married Laurie Metcalf, and that Laurie Metcalf was in love with him. Oh. Her character, way back in season two, they went into huh. okay. that she was always little, in love with Dan, and part of the reason she never settled down was because she couldn't find a man uh, like Dan. Okay, that does make a little bit of sense. So she's never settled down because yeah. she couldn't find a man like Dan. I would have break the family's heart, have them grieving, let um, what's-a-face uh, um, Becky miraculously have a little girl, name it Roseanne, have the little girl bring the entire family together, and I would start in on Laurie Metcalf and John Goodman. I can't do this. It's my sister. You are my sister's husband. Are we just doing this because we miss Roseanne? Mm-hmm. I could get five seasons out of that alone. But... I- it's John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf. You don't fucking need Roseanne. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, She's not even the best actor in the show. <laughs> well, she, she was never the best actor in the show. That was, that was, that was, She's also you know, and even, even when she came back, she was wooden. She was very, very wooden. But, but you know, it. that's, it's, it's based on her standup. So, you and, know. And that's great. But the show's evolved into the Connor yeah. family. And so uh, you had mentioned they're talking about turning it around and focusing on Darlene's family, mm-hmm. yeah. the Healy's. I wouldn't do it. I would stick to it. And I would either kill Roseanne or push Roseanne so far into the background. Roseanne, go to the corner. <laughs> yes, until she starts behaving herself. You become a bit player in this show or you die. Yeah, I think she. I think she'd do that, but I don't know. It's just wow. I think she'd throw the stink bug from hell. That's why they didn't do it. Yeah, she's well. She's still schizophrenic. She's still. She'd throw. Um, she'd throw. I think uh, she'd throw the fit from hell. And you have to look at how much work Sarah Gilbert went to to even create this remake. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She she contacted the actors herself. She put this together. So I hate. I hate to see it die. Because, again, that's 200 people at least, at least that are now out of work. Yeah, I mean, and not, there's not only that, but I know Roseanne, apparently, she even lost her agent. And apparently they're pulling old episodes of Roseanne out of syndication. So that's going to yeah. definitely hit the residual checks for, you Every know, say the actors that didn't quite really go on to other things. You know, like she, uh, that's, DJ. That's why they have these clauses. The level of selfishness she displays is what's so appalling to me. Because it is. It's absolute and total selfishness. I think it's more batshit than it is selfishness. But even when she was warned after she did something a couple months back where she tweeted something, they warned her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was over the David Hogg thing. I think he... uh, uh, David Hogg, one of the Parkland shooting survivors. Yeah. Survivors uh, referred to him as mini Hitler or something like that. Yeah, she's she really. It's a new level of selfishness. That's that's all I got to say. 
It is. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, would. I would. I mean, I mean, I would like to see a little bit of, uh, you know, balance in the force because, I mean, you, it's I guess racism is OK, but homophobic comments and sexist comments are they're fine. But, you know, in reference to the Samantha B thing or what Colbert did about claiming Trump being uh, Putin's holster. Paul Colster, yeah. I, yeah. I see. I, I see some balance. I think Samantha B is going to be in a ton of trouble, and she's already in trouble. And there's a lot more going on there that I'm not that I can't talk about. But I think we will be having this conversation very soon about Samantha B because of that. Yeah. In Stephen Colbert's case, he did something that I haven't seen anyone do in years. He owned it. Said, "Sorry, I offended you. I was trying to be funny. It was comedy. If you don't like it, don't watch." And that I like to see. Mm-hmm. Um. That was the the best comment on that I ever heard. We actually have to go to break. But the best comment I ever heard on that was from Bill Maher, who I find funny, not huge into his politics. But I find Bill Maher funny. He made a comment about everyone attacking Jerry Seinfeld. And they said some of what he was saying was sexist and this and that. And Jerry Seinfeld, you can't get more vanilla than Jerry Seinfeld. No. One of the reasons I never liked this comedy. Yeah, he's boring. Yeah. And so they're, they're, they're doing this, these college kids, and uh, Bill Maher said, I'm, for a minute I'm going to embody the late, great George Carlin, and I'm going to say what I think he would say in this situation. Shut up, you pussy fucks. There is don't that. don't like the comedy, don't fucking watch it. It's comedy. It isn't politics. Get upset when your politicians act like assholes, mm. not your comedians. You have a say there. You know, let your voice be heard by not paying for their comedy, but you don't you don't ring them over the coals. You can have some backlash, but the internet's changed it. But I think we'll be having this conversation about Samantha B pretty quick. And that Dude, was the stance she is that I really uh, like the most unfunny person out there. I know I never liked Samantha B. <laughs> like yeah. I like her. She was human. funny on the Daily Show. She I didn't like her on the, the Daily Show. I liked I, her on the Daily Show, but now I she's like, like I guess I liked, as a person, she's kind. I but guess I there's nobody like, there to tell her, hey, you know what? Your comedy kind of sucks now. But, you know, because yeah. they're, you know, they're it's, it's on the thing. Are we but past yeah. break? That, oh, yeah. we got to go to break. Guys, when we come back, we are going to be on with the amazing Dr. Russ. And then, of course, we will be on with Rebecca Black. And Paul and I are going to control our language and try and be well-behaved people. I do want to remind yeah. you, everyone we swear, <laughs> money goes. <laughs> we give money to charity. It is matched by Voice America. It goes to the Humane Society of America, Love free you, MMA, which is free martial arts I for everyone. Fall. <laughs> Alexis is there counting in the background. Um, that where it was Humane Society of America, uh, the Boys and Girls Club of America, and free MMA. When we come back, we'll be on with the amazing Dr. Russ. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host Paul Michael Ball and host of the Militant Moderate. We will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the militant moderate, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul. Good day, good day, good day. And we have our favorite doctor and yours. You all sent me hate mail because we didn't have him on last week. I'd like to point out we did have Sean Patrick Flannery. He was lots of fun. And we'll have Rebecca Black this week. And he swore a lot. But um, I would like to welcome back Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome back to the show. Good to be here. So we had lots of grumbles last week. People were asking all kinds of weird questions about body paint and suffocation. So they were really bummed that you weren't on at Comic-Con. Um, but we have some interesting questions this week. And it's all thanks to this weird ep- this episode of Dr. Phil. This woman uh, had something called Jilly Juice. And because it was on Dr. Phil, he was now in his defense. He had her on telling the audience that this was crazy. Um, but we had a bunch of people write in asking your opinion about this jilly juice stuff. So I'm going to jump straight into the questions, and then I want to ask you a bunch of stuff about the uh, New Palm Springs diet. And I'll tell you how we uh, had, a, had a couple of celebrities swipe it when we were in Phoenix, and then you know the alarm mm. went off and they, they shut down the con. But our yeah, first question mm. is from Juicy mm. for Answers from Union City, Tennessee. On Dr. Phil, Jillian, owner of Jilly Juice, says that her juice could possibly regrow lost limbs. Is that possible? Well, I'll have to say, looking at the big picture, I think uh, Dr. Phil does expose a lot of issues. Uh, I I like him. Uh, A lot of uh, psychologists, psychiatrists feel that he goes a little bit too far, you know, exploits uh, uh, some people's situations. But uh, I I find the show to be pretty entertaining, Um, and the topics are uh, important topics. He talks a lot about abuse and that sort of thing. Uh, This uh, topic of uh, 
jilly juice to me is uh, borders on science fiction. Um, we have, um, you know, in terms of regrowing lost limbs, I mean, uh, cloning may be 20 years off. Uh, they, you're familiar with Dolly the sheep that was cloned. Yeah. Um, mm. Evidently, there is pretty much a healthy sheep. Some problems, but uh, as far as uh, it's just counterintuitive that a, a, a something derived from uh, vegetable juices uh, used as a yeah. cleanser uh, yeah. could regenerate the, a limb. It's just hard to believe. Uh, and, uh, it, fermented cabbage also are um, found to be. Uh, dangerous, uh, sometimes even fatal. So uh, I, I don't advocate um, uh, jelly juice, as it's called. Yeah, it you know? appears to be fermented cabbage and a ton of Himalayan rock salt. Yeah, when I got this question in, I thought it was a one-off, but I got I, I, the only questions we asked Dr. Russ, other questions we get a lot of, and this came in a lot because people was were really curious, and all I'm thinking is, are you retarded? So, but okay. It, it well, really, we know the yeah that that happens a lot, especially in the diet thing. We that, you know how many times have we gone over some of these things? You know, people want to put tapeworms in their bodies and shit. Valid, and stuff like valid. That. You know, but this one causes explosive blasts of diarrhea. They call it waterfalls. <laughs> they call it waterfalls. And incidentally, uh, our next uh, our next author is from is waterfalls from Oakland, California. <laughs> Um, because she's been using this. Um, oh, Jilly Juice's mission statement. <laughs> what I, Jilly Juice's mission statement is giving humanity the opportunity to heal 100% relative to their uh, expectation level. In your professional opinion, do you think that Jilly Juice is doing anything for humanity health-wise, other than giving false hope for a healthier tomorrow? Well, I love the uh, phraseology of that question. It's so, so lofty in, in its rhetoric, uh, and I would not, never want to be a naysayer, but uh, generally I, I feel that you have food and you have medicine. Uh, a mix of vegetables probably is not miraculous, but uh, keep in mind uh, that uh, we've had uh, discoveries and advances uh, in medicine coming from things like the bark of the willow tree. That, that was aspirin. Um, digoxin, which is a, a heart-sustaining sort of medicine, comes from the nightshade plant. So, uh, you know, we want to uh, keep an open mind about these things. Uh, there's a, a big movement of biodiversity that, uh, you know, as species are eliminated, uh, we're kind of... Uh, eating our, our seed corn, as the expression goes, because uh, all these species could hold the, uh, you know, the, the key to uh, curing illness in the future. Um, so um, kind of have to look at the big picture on these things. But uh, um, they have medications uh, that apply to... Weight loss, for example, good health, and uh, it doesn't sound like this uh, jelly juice is, is going to be the answer to uh, many people's problems, but stay tuned. Maybe uh, as, as a body of evidence develops, um, uh, it'll prove its efficacy, but I, 
I'm very wary of uh, of colonics or cleansing. Uh, you can rupture your your colon, uh, cause electrolyte imbalance, cause your heart to stop. So they had please. one one woman have two strokes when she started using this because of the amount of salt. Uh, and waterfalls, people. Jesus, Oy. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> And now to get to the question I'm most interested in, this is from Yo-Yo in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am a yo-yo dieter and have tried everything under the sun to keep weight off. What are the key ingredients I need to look for in weight loss supplements to keep the weight off for good? Good question. I'm uh, particularly jazzed right now about uh, an over-the-counter nutraceutical supplement called Garcinia Cambodica. You'll find that in a lot of uh, uh, over-the-counter preparations, uh, pills. Uh, we happen to have the first uh, uh, preparation of Garcinia Cambodica that's an under-the-tongue spray. Uh, it acts faster. Uh, you can take it out of your pocket and use it if you have a food craving, if you have a hunger pang. Uh, but there are also... Um, other uh, nutraceuticals, that is, over-the-counter products uh, that have proven their efficacy. There's ginkgo biloba, which we've all heard about. Uh, Kaidosan. Kaidosan is a, uh, a resin that, that binds the fat in your colon. Capsaicin uh, is a derivative of pepper, uh, red pepper, and uh, what first got me interested in these over-the-counter preparations is I, I had a friend down here who uh, was always eating peppers, and he was eating them in order to lose weight, and he, he lost a tremendous amount of weight uh, doing that. So that, that's something that Yo-Yo might uh, consider. There are also uh, uh, prescription uh medications, very effective ones, such as fentermine. We, we've all heard of fentermine. Uh, there's also newer ones that come from the addiction field for people who uh, binge eat or have food addiction. Uh, those would include Wellbutrin, uh, uh, naltrexone, and uh, so those, those are some of the choices that, that, that you can have that have proven their uh, their efficacy, they work. And I like uh, I, I'd love to see Yo-Yo try our uh, our sublingual spray, the New Palm Springs Diet. I think that would be an excellent idea, and we're going to put up a link this week um, to, to the Palm Springs Diet. I do have to say, Dr. Russ, um, we, I know, now I know your sublingual spray works because we have a fighter, uh, Jared Fjorda, that we work with and he's getting ready for his next fight. And rather than doing quick weight cuts, like they all usually do, he started using the sublingual spray. He didn't lose any energy. He's not feeling tired and he's prepping for his next fight. So it's perfect outcome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a perfect outcome. Which was your favorite question this week, Dr. Russ? Well, they were all good. Um, I think this uh, jelly juice is kind of uh, 
nothing to be too excited about. I, I like the third, uh, the third question because sometimes people don't have access to doctors. Uh, they don't have insurance. So, uh, they strike out on their own, and uh, uh, that, that's the guidance that uh, I like to provide. So I, I'd say yo-yo in uh, Minneapolis summer. So Yo-Yo in Minneapolis, Minnesota, courtesy of Dr. Russ, will be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. And for everyone else, if you want your own copy of the Palm Springs Diet, uh, you can get it at authorhouse.com, kennethrussmd.com. You can get it on walmart.com, amazon.com. Um, it's it's sold all over the place. And you guys have all been sending me photos of yourself with the copy of the book. I want to see you guys start sending in photos with a copy of the spray. I know you'll like the book. I'm going to put up a link. Go find the spray. It's not with the book. Um, we're gonna, next week, we are going to focus on this because I've gotten some hate mail where people have gone and bought the book and it didn't come with the spray. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about this more next week. We have Rebecca Black on right now. Um, Dr. Ross, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank both of you and I uh, look forward to... Uh talking again next week summer we'll talk next week thanks for being on and guys remember if you want your own copy of the palm springs diet you can find it everywhere but you want the new palm springs diet it's a sublingual spray it really does work we're going to post some pictures of um jared the bear fjord's fights and you guys can see how much he cuts in between for these fights We'll have those up on social media. When we come back, guys, we are going to be back with the singer of Friday, a song I happen to like very much, and a very, very nice woman, Rebecca Black. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin, host of The Militant Moderate, and our wonderful doctor, Dr. Russ. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the militant moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. I would like to welcome to our show a very, very special guest. She was a featured speaker at the 2018 Women's Summit. She was the 2018 Ad Council Anti-Bullying Campaign Ambassador, 2011 Teen Choice Award winner for Choice Webstar, and she's rated number one for the fastest growing viral video in 2011. She's worked with Katy Perry, and when she created her song Friday, I have to tell you, I actually liked it and made it my ringtone. So, (laughs) yeah. Guys, I would like to welcome to the show Rebecca Black. Hi. Wow, thank How you for you? nice intro. <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you guys? Uh, we are fabulous. We are fabulous. We just got back from uh, Phoenix Comic Con. We talk at all the cons. and uh, So I'm really tired. Oh, but fun. beyond that, fantastic. I was very, very excited to have you on. Um, you've, done all, you've, you've done all sorts of things. You've done, I mean, you name it, you've done it. You're kind of... You've woven your way completely into pop culture at this point. And on top of it, you've got a new single coming out or a new album coming out. Uh, yeah, I've got a new single that's coming out. And uh, wow, thank you. I mean, it's crazy because I know I'm young. I'm, I'm not even 21. I'm about to be, but not even there yet. Uh, but I have been doing this since I was 13. So like seven years, almost eight, seven or eight years. It's pretty crazy. No, I, I get it. I started in the industry when I was 16, so it's all I know. Um, run away, run away. No, now I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, now you have. I'm you way have too deep in. I'm way too deep in. <laughs> way too deep in. Yeah, I get it. I saw pictures of you over at Coachella. You look fabulous. Um, and I oh, know thanks. a lot of people, when we put up that you were coming on, we had people calling in and they were saying, because, you know, Paul and I uh, usually have uh, very, very dirty mouths. We've been working in this industry for a really long time. They're like, well, she's too young. I said, she's an adult now. And that kind of just shocked the hell out of people because they still have this image (laughs) of you as this sweet young girl burned into their brain. You are an adult now, right? You are an adult now? I am an adult. I am an adult. I am. It's officially my birthday month. I'll be 21 in 20 days. Um, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it is. I mean, I I understand. And um, I mean, we can even talk about that later. Like, it it is pretty crazy when you make such a, I don't even know what the right word would be. But when something so, you know, big happens, like what Friday's. Right. When you make an impact Um, on pop pop culture to the seismic event that you did. Yeah. Like, how old were you when you did that? It, it was, was a it was, that's the best way to put it. It was uh, a seismic event, and uh, when that happens, it swings yeah. both ways. It swings good and it swings bad. Um, but totally. pop culture is never the same when someone makes that kind of impact. I, I mean, yeah, I I can agree. And um, 
when you're so young, I mean, I, I know this isn't even what, what we're quite talking about yet, but when you're so young, you have no idea how to handle that or how to turn it into, you know, turn it into however you exactly would, would want to. Um, but yeah, what I was, what I was just trying to say was, um, when you're so young, everyone tends to, not everyone, but a good chunk of people tend to think like, oh, you must still be that girl. You must still be that 13-year-old yep. or that Friday girl or whatever. But a lot happens in seven years and specifically like 13 to 20, you know? That is a big changing period. Yeah, so I, I'm actually trying to keep my mouth <laughs> nice and pretty for the show because I have a tendency to swear as well. I'm not, you guys aren't the only one. <laughs> well, good. well, so you know, every every time yeah. you do, um, we had to do something good about it, so we give money to charity. So anytime you swear, I give money oh. to charity and it's actually matched by Voice America. It goes to the Humane Society of America, Free MMA, and the Boys and Girls Club of America. Well, shit, I love that. Okay, <laughs> there enough. you go. You All just right. gave money to charity. <laughs> Is, um, are your reps throwing things at you at this point, yeah, Ms. Yeah, Black? Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. Mine are usually throwing things, screaming, oh, my God, shut up. So, it was, uh, yeah, they, 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 so, so we'll try and be good. But um, now for you, you are – your impact on pop culture was incredible. I mean, when we say seismic event, you changed pop culture. It became all about you in a good way and in a bad way, but it was never the same after you. What is it like mm -hmm. to to create that biggest shift in in pop culture? It is it is something that you really when you're at the absolute center of it. So, you know, because of course it, it was something that I, I went through, but, you know, my family went through, my entire inner circle, my friends, and then that, that circle expands and expands and expands. But when you are, when it is you on that screen, very, at least in my case, you know, it's me in this video, it's my name on the title. And especially being so young, at least for me, I don't think I even processed what was really going on until a good few years later where I could really look back and go like, Oh my God, like you see the really amazing things and see also the negative things. And really like it, it, it when there's such a, like immense amount of attention towards you at such a important age, like when I was 13 and I, I think, you know, I think a lot of people go through this. That's when you're just, just starting to figure out like, you know, these little bits and pieces of the person you're going to become. And when all of a sudden a bunch of people are looking at you and commenting on you, it makes that. And, and we know those comments are always so supportive, you know. So supportive. Um, yeah. so, I mean, such assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to be nice. Um, it, it, I mean, there and and actually there were some like really sweet supportive people in there. Like, like I think you said, Katy Perry, like yeah. what an incredible woman she was to me at their scene. And she actually really helped me. But of course there's some people who just have no actual idea that there's a person behind the screen or a person that is actually living a life in this video, um, mm. you know, that they're commenting so brutally on. So that, that was just so overwhelming for me that I don't think I, I really could understand like, wow, this video really was kind of the first of its kind in a lot of ways. And it definitely did 
change change the way things things uh, went on afterwards. Can can I ask you a question? Now I liked the video. Just to be straightforward, I really liked the video. Mm. Um, I took one look at it and said that girl's an up and coming talent. I have not been wrong yet. <laughs> Um, I, I would love you to swing my way, come over to the film industry. We'd love to have you here. But um, I, I, I look I at you it. and I look at Justin Bieber and I look at a lot of um, young singers and young pop stars that really kind of do start out on YouTube. And the two most predominant right now are you and Justin Bieber. And you both had very similar wow. experiences, but he turned into an idiot and you didn't. <laughs> I, I'm okay. Is there, I cleaned up my language poll. That's the best I can yeah, do. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no, you're doing uh, great. You're yeah. doing great. Right. Say whatever yeah. you want. He, but he turned into an idiot, and you stayed really down to earth. Um, you know, I've I I know people that have have met you and worked with you at. Um, you know, I don't deal with a lot of music. I predominantly deal with film, but I do still have to go to some of these award shows and some of these different things. And you have a really good reputation. You have a really good reputation. How did you not turn into Justin Bieber? How did you not take oh, that man. step? Because he took, um, you know, negative people said he took, he internalized it, turned into a jerk. The positive he took, he blew up his head. And you did neither of those things. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And it's honestly like that is really incredible to hear because I know that, you know, like I said, seven years like that, there were, there was a time where I was a teenager and I definitely made mistakes and I still make mistakes now where I, I do something where I go, Oh my God, why did I do that? I hope, you know, I God, you, you do worry about like the things you did when you were younger. Cause you just weren't thinking maybe like you would now, especially, um, especially you being yeah, in the I public eye. And I believe that legal alcohol is going to be available to you just around the corner, too. Yeah, and that, be careful so of that excited. one. Booze is allowed, just no cell phones. But I see what you, what you mean, and uh, I think for every kid who's growing up through it, it really, really is so important to people that are around you, and... I mean, I appreciate you comparing me to Justin Bieber, but I think in his case, it was even more intense and, and way, way more crazy for him. And I, but you know, was, there's a lot of times where I, I look at the things that he, I, I oh, have to, I'm going to have to interrupt you there. His was a slower trajectory. It may have ended up sure. higher at this point. It doesn't mean it's going to stay there, but his was a slower trajectory. Yours was immediate. Sure. Um, yeah, I think I got lucky, I guess I can only speak from my experience, and I got lucky, and it didn't feel like this at the time, um, that there was an element of, of my family that were like, we need to keep an element of normalcy here, and I wasn't I, I don't know if I've ever really been in, in a world where I've just been surrounded by people who were going to say yes and kind of applaud me and agree with me at everything I did. And when you're a kid, like there are just things that you, there's still an element of like discipline and respect. And I don't know, just things that you, you grow into as, as any person should. Um, 
And I'm not saying that someone like Justin Bieber doesn't have these things. I, I, almost, I, I don't blame him for some of the mistakes he's made because I know when you're young, you just, and especially when, you know, you get attacked for such a, for being you or you get attacked for just whatever it is, you don't really know how to handle it. And sometimes you might act out. Sometimes you shut down. And, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely had moments where I was like, ah, or moments where I messed up. Um, some of them lucky enough to not really catch like the public's attention. But I've also, I think there was, because of my specific situation and dealing with a lot of negativity and a lot of negative comments, um, I think I developed a sense of empathy for many different certain types of people. And I've always held on really close to that. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I could say on that. Well, I do have to give a shout out to sponsors. Then I want to tell everyone where to find you before I ask another question because, um, we yeah, always, we, always, we always run, run into the end. So yeah. yeah, okay. So I do want to give a shout out to Alor Phoenix Airport Hotel. Thank you guys. We love coming and staying with you during the cons. True Rest, Sedona, and Las Vegas. If you want to go float, that's where you go. Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon in Palm Springs, California. Thank you for fixing my problem. I had issues with my extensions. Off-road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. Uh, if you can tell me what the name of Rebecca Black's new single is, you can win a ride at Off-road Rentals Palm, in Palm Springs, California. Or a 24-hour lipstick from LA's Lip Squad by Sonia. We're going to put up a link there. Guys, get it from Sonia. It's 24-hour lipstick. It's fantastic. Um, Alpha Graphics, Adrian Alcantar Hair Studios. Always gets me red carpet ready. Scott Haskin, who we always talk about, does music. Um, Marissa Pena for makeup. AZ Corpse Crew. Thank you guys very, very much. And I do – and Griggs Vacuums because my assistant puts her grandfather's vacuum company on oh, this list every freaking week. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Because why not? Um, now, you have, uh, Rebecca, you have a new single coming out. Yes. It's R-E backslash, it's R-E, it's Rebel, essentially, R-E-B-L. Well, Rebel was the EP that came out in, uh, in the fall of last year, and we're now releasing a new single off of that EP called Satellite. Okay. Um, and, and this song is, my most favorite, not, I don't want to say favorite actually, um, but the most, I'd say, close to my heart song that I've ever done in my life. And um, the music video for it is coming out next week, I think on Monday. Where can everyone um, find this? If they want to come see, if they want to see this, if they want to find you, where can they find you? Where can they watch this? Really simple. It is just youtube.com slash Rebecca. That's where it'll be, um, and that's where all of my, that is like a hub of everything. You can find everything from Friday to a bunch of music videos and content that I've done over the last few years, but, um, oh, it's, but it, yeah, it says it, out now. What? Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it. It says out now, and I've got everyone writing me on Twitter telling me to put you in a movie, so we're going to have to talk about that. Let's um, do it. Sorry. Let's do it. Live, <laughs> live background in musical we, theater, I'm down. Live during the show, um, we always have we, we always have tweeting, and everyone's saying that you're adorable, and I should put you in a movie. So we will have to discuss that. Oh, thank you guys <laughs> so much. I really appreciate that. I like that. Um, Paul, where can everyone find you when you're not hanging out here on with me? You're on the militant moderate. 
Uh, yes. Uh, with the Militant Moderate, we, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, of course, the YouTube channel, and the uh, podcasts are available on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Uh, season two will be starting soon. Now, Rebecca, so. what do you, who do you, if you had to emulate the career of anyone in Hollywood or anyone in music, I don't know if that still counts as Hollywood, I, I guess, um, who would you want to be? Who is your absolute. Oh, man. Idol? This is always a really hard question, um, and I don't know if there's if there's one career that I would necessarily like to emulate because I would really love to do something I something completely my own. But um, I think what I really look up to, at least in the music world, is is people who are, are not afraid to break break boundaries and take risks um, while still keeping an element of authenticity is someone I really look up to is Pharrell. Um, and I love the way that he's constantly, it, it not only feels exciting to listen to his music, but I feel like when I'm listening to his new releases constantly, um, he is always challenging himself and that's exciting because I hope to not just be doing this, you know, through the next couple of years, but I hope to be doing this for the rest of my life. That's my plan. So uh, that's what's really well, exciting for me. To you're see. really talented. And when I asked you that question, I just got a bunch of write-ins on Twitter saying people want to be you. So, Oh, was, my God. Wow. Um, I do have – I am going to ask one question. And, guys, clean up your language. Paul, I'm talking to you. This girl's nine. I'd like to remind you, Wait, young what? lady, you should not be listening to this show. It's 18 and over. But oh, I will ask Friday. the question. She would like to have the same kind of career you did. Friday's her favorite song. She wants to make her own music video. What advice could you give her? I am not reading her name out. And I am going to yell at her parents. <laughs> um, good God. This is um, an 18 and over show. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I mean, I think if I could give a piece of advice, it's, if it's something that you really want to do. And this goes to not just not to just to this question, but um, to anyone who's kind of trying to figure out like, oh, this is something I really want to do, but how do I do it? I think the best piece of advice I can give is you make a mental note to yourself, have that actual like discussion, like, do I, am I going to do this? Okay. Yep. I'm going to do this and just zone in, focus in. I believe that like, no matter how far away something may seem, and this is something I have to tell myself too. It's something I struggle with, but in those times where I have found that I go, I would love to do that. That just feels so me or that feels so exciting or whatever it is. And I go, I'm going to make it happen. Even if I have no idea how it's going to happen, I somehow figure it out. And I think anyone can do that. I think that's a really, really good piece of advice. Um, I'm go I normally yeah. ask what was your best you. experience? What was your worst experience? Um, I just want to know what your best experience was. What's been your best experience um, so far? It just in this industry or in my life? <laughs> Either one. Um, I think my best experience has actually come from that advice I just gave, actually starting to follow it. And uh, it's been a really, you know, growing up in the way that I, I have, it's been a real up and down process. And over the last, I'd say, couple of years to even the last, really, this, this year, 2018, I have focused so much on 
on the things and I don't, I don't, I, this may sound kind of strange to someone, but I think for everyone, this is so important is not forgetting about yourself and making sure to think about yourself, the things that you want for your life, for your happiness, for your own well-being, um, and giving yourself a little bit more respect in that way, a little more time. Um, I started listening to myself, listening to my gut, listening to what I really want and the things I really like, and I've become so much more happy. So I think my best experience has honestly been this right now moment. That's fantastic. All right. I yes. like that. <laughs> and we're um, even involved. How about that? No. But, there we go. Um, <laughs> thank you so, so much for coming on the show. We are end at the end of the show, guys. I'm so sorry we didn't get to any of the questions. Rebecca, I'd love to have you back on. Um, uh, uh, thank you so much <laughs> for having me. About 8 million questions. But thank you so much for joining us. Um, you're an amazingly talented singer, an incredibly nice person. We're so grateful to have Thank had you. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very Thanks much. Thank you so much. And guys, please go check out um, anything Rebecca Black makes is worth listening to. She's an incredibly talented singer. Go check her out. We're going to put up some links. Go on over, listen to it. Um, and I think you guys will love it. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, Paul Michael Bowen. And of course, the incredible Rebecca Black. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.